My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickles and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Dr. Chris B. Howard is the COO of Arizona State University. He's a distinguished graduate of the United States Air Force Academy, where he also played football and earned the Campbell Trophy, the highest academic award for a senior in college football. In the military, Chris was awarded a Bronze Star as a helicopter pilot and intelligence officer in Afghanistan. Chris earned a doctorate from the University of Oxford as a Rhodes Scholar and an MBA with distinction from Harvard. He then served as vice president at the University of Oklahoma, president of Hamden Sydney College, and president of Robert Morris University. During this time, he also served as a member of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. I hope you enjoy learning from Dr. Chris Howard, because I certainly did. Chris, it's so great to chat with you today. I've been looking forward to this call for quite a while now. I think it was uh, more than three months ago that we got this on the calendar, so I'm so grateful we can finally connect today. Nate, I'm happy to be here, and despite uh, being someone who attended schools that uh, beat me uh, mercifully at my time as a student-athlete at Air Force, even though we didn't overlap, I'm delighted to do this podcast with you. Well, yeah, we had some success against your teams. You got the individual successes, though. So hard to say if I'd rather have the team success or the individual success. Um, but you've had a wonderful career, Chris. As you think back on your career, are there two to three simple, practical, underappreciated lessons you've learned from the military, sports, and higher education that you'd most like to pass on to future generations? Yes, uh, great question, Nate. I'm going to take them in turn. I'm going to go sports, military, and higher education because I encountered them in that order. Uh, with the sports piece, and we've, uh, you know, you know, I'm a United States Air Force Academy graduate, played football under the legendary coach Fisher DeBerry, who's a Hall of Famer. Uh, when we used to go to practice in the four years playing at Air Force, there used to be a blue line between the field house and the uh, playing fields, the practice fields. And Coach DeBerry would say, and I'm going to do my terrible South Carolina accent, by golly, Ben, when you cross that blue line, I don't care what you were doing up on the hill, which is where we had our academics and military and what have you, our aviation, what have you, you need to give me two and a half or three hours of undivided attention. And so the lesson, Nate, was compartmentalization in a very positive way, you know, not, not, not just taking everything and sort of keeping it all chambered in, but rather thinking that when you literally and physically and fit uh, literally and physically step across this line you've got to focus on what's at hand which is how i'm going to get this practice done to go out and compete against the byus the the utahs the the notre dames etc the ohio states etc same thing you do when you're out in the academics when you're studying you know as a cadet the the ability to compartmentalize not worry about the military piece the sports piece uh, your girlfriend your boyfriend or whatever Focus on the task at hand, compartmentalization. The other thing I was going to say about sports is my high school coach, Tommy Kimbrough, won a state championship in 1986. He's also in the Hall of Fame in Texas. He said, men, it's not about practice making perfect, but about perfect practice making perfect. The compartmentalization in terms of, the, in terms of uh, in high school or learning in sports there, was, it was that you've got to do things right. It's like the basketball player, there's not a number of, you don't think it's like you do a thousand shots a day is that you make a thousand shots a day, right? Um, so that would be the sports, that would be the sports piece. The military, I'm gonna you know, fast forward to um, a couple things. First off, I stationed downrange in Afghanistan running US uh, intelligence um, collection efforts on the overt side for then 
General Austin, now Secretary Austin, really focusing on attention to detail and being disciplined enough to do it, to, to do the right thing all the time, kind of ties into perfect practice, but attention to detail. I remember a mission where we were getting prepped to go from uh, Bagram Air Base to Kabul. We were sort of undercover um, um, human intelligence officers and checking our gear, checking your Kevlar, um, checking your, you know, your long gun, your, your, your pistol, making sure everything was loaded, clean, et cetera, making sure you had your battle rattle, you know, your, 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 um, your, your, your um, protective uh, body armor under, underneath your, your clothing there. Everything was always squared away. Again, we were in surveying clothes. So we looked a little, a little differently. We looked like contractors, but every single day, because on that same route, you know, you'd have an IED or someone to get shot at, et cetera. So just realizing that you've got to do it right every time and that attention to detail and the discipline to do the same, the right thing every time, Nate, save, you know, it saved my members of my unit's lives over time. Um, finally, in terms of higher education, the biggest thing about higher education is that, you know, it's all about servant leadership. It's all about solving complex problems to make society better. And we did something when I was president of Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh, where we were working with the Pittsburgh Port Authority, and they needed something where they could help uh, people go from being line participants, people that worked on the shop floor, to being supervisors. And they were having a difficult time getting people trained to be able to take that leap. And they needed us as a partner. And so we structured this leadership, organizational leadership program, Nate, where we were able to do uh, take uh, uh, 15 credit hours worth of, 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 of coursework, break it into individual certificates, have the, deliver that pedagogy, those courses online on our campuses and in their shops and in their buildings as well to enable these people to dream their hopes, dreams, and aspirations, and some of whom never thought they'd go back to college. So they were to the, stack those credits, those credentials to become courses, to become degrees, and I'm happy to report that many of them stayed on to get a degree and never thought they could. So higher education, servant leader as an enabler. So those are the three lessons that I learned through education, higher education, sports, and in military. You know, I love these lessons, Chris, and we could talk for hours and days on all of these. We're going to try to keep it brief and, and just a couple of reactions to these. Uh, the first one in sports, I played against Fisher DeBerry, and he was that legendary coach that you talked about, Hall of Fame. And uh, I love this idea of focus. Um I think especially today in, in the day of cell phones, you know, it, it can be so hard to focus on what we're doing. And some of my favorite research comes from John Gottman. Uh, you know, he's the the famous researcher that does all the work on relationships. And so often, um, you know, you, you're with your significant other and, and they'll say something and you'll be tempted to not be focused on what they're saying. You're looking at your phone. You don't really, uh, what Gottman says, you don't accept their bid. They're asking for your attention. And if, if you're just kind of scrolling through your phone and you kind of have to, uh, heartedly respond. You're not accepting that bid and you're not being focused. Uh, so I just think it, it's hard to achieve anything great in life if we're not focused on what we're doing at the time. I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's tougher for this generation, Nate. I, I think, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, we had running water and fire when I was a young person, but now we didn't necessarily have all the distractions that we have, which in some ways are multipliers in terms of our ability to, to uh, improve uh, productivity. But by the same token, you know, there's been a lot of work done that says when you really want to get something done, you need to focus on it. So sports will will do that. When you're about to get hit by a linebacker, it focuses the mind. So there's some <laughs> discipline that comes that comes with that. I, I know how that goes. I was a punt returner, so that oh yeah, you when had the balls in the air. You know, you, you got to be focused. Uh, you oh know, yes. 
this other lesson um, in, in terms of paying attention to detail. One of my favorite quotes was from Clayton Christensen, and you know, the management scholar at Harvard. And he said, it's easier to be honest 100% of the time than 99% of the time. The idea being is once we start compromising or once we start slacking, we create this habit of compromising and slacking. Uh, so I really appreciate the importance of paying attention to detail and having not served in the military. I can only imagine what that's like when your life is online. As a partner, well, I'm nervous. In the military, yes. this is life or death. Well, you know, Phil McCockey, the famous receiver for the New York Giants who played for Navy well before I did, he said the same thing. He said, he returned punch and he said, you know, if I mess up here, I get hit in the mouth by, by uh, you know, somebody running out of field. He flew helicopters. He goes, I mess up flying helicopters, landing on an aircraft carrier, people are going to die. Okay. And yeah. so that's kind of the, you know, the, the idea that on the fields of Finley Swipe or sown this season, other days and other fields will bear the fruits of victory. You know, what you learn in, 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 in combative sports makes you a better uh, a better servant leader. That's what MacArthur said. Uh, and I think you're really, really honest. By the way, the late Clay Christensen, great man, BYU graduate, basketball player, That's was right. at Harvard Business School when I was there. That's I didn't right. have classes with him, but I, I would talk to Clay, very thought, thoughtful, gentle giant. And he's, he's right, you know, in terms of these habits of mind, these good habits you develop as, as servant leaders and as managers, what have you. When I was at law school, I, I was uh, classmates with his son. And uh, Clay came out and gave a talk and, and it was just, uh, you know, I just felt like I was at the feet of a giant learning. So it was cool. In more ways than one because he was yeah. quite tall. He was very tall. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rest in peace. Good man. Good man. Uh, what a legacy. Last thing, you, you mentioned the servant leadership and, and solving comp complex problems. Because I think back on my PhD, uh, you know, you do a lot of reading and you learn a lot of new things. As I think back, like, I learned a lot of important things about running experiments and you know, research methodology. I feel like one of the most valuable lessons I learned from that program was just learning to figure things out. Because, you know, when you get your law degree or your MBA or even your undergrad degree, it's tracked. You go to class, you pass the class, you get the grades, and you get your degree. The PhD, as you know, it's a lot more amorphous. You just, you've yes. got to find an advisor that's got to believe in you. You've got to generate uh, you know, new knowledge. And yes. so much of that just, you have to develop this skill set of just figuring things out and ideally figuring things out in a way. And actually, I don't know if you knew Max Bazerman. I had him on recently. Max is a mm -hmm. professor at, at Harvard as well. And he was talking about, uh, he uses the utilitarian philosophical approach of doing the most good for the most people. And those are the things that guide his research agendas. So I, I love this idea of figuring things out, complex problems, um, but of course, servant leadership, doing things that are going to help people, hopefully uh, help the most people in, in the best way possible. Well, that's the whole purpose of higher education in many ways. And at Arizona State University, our, our charter says it has a couple parts. We're going to judge ourselves by whom we include in their outcomes as opposed, as opposed to whom we exclude. So there is a servant leader part, but we're also going to uh, be uh, wedded to fundamental research, right? Applied Applied knowledge to be able to uh, serve the communities uh, that, that are that are close to us economically, health-wise, et cetera. And so that whole idea of, you know, big brains and, and novel research to make the world a better place is not something that's lost on us as educators. That you're at University of Kansas, you're doing the exact same thing. And it is neat when you're going through the uh, the, the dissertation process, and I'm, and I'm coaching up my deputy chief of staff who's doing his PhD at Robert Morris University right now um, uh, through a cohort program, I said, Something that's novel, novel knowledge generation 
It's not easy, but it is terribly rewarding. I wrote about the U.S. Congress. You can make of that as, as you as you may, make a joke if you want to. But I wrote about the U.S. Congress and the House Armed Services and Foreign Affairs Committees, and I, I, I think I, I brought a, a little bit to the fight in terms of understanding um, um, how that institution um, functions or doesn't function uh, in certain circumstances. So That reminds me of something my uh, corporations professor at Stanford, uh, Rob Dane, said. He said, doing research is a little bit like uh, three yards in a cloud of dust. It's just slow going, but, you know, it, it can be very satisfying. And, and hey, it sounds like you just described my offense at Air Force. Four <laughs> yards, four yards in a cloud of dust. We're in good shape, man. We can win our football games that way. Well, well, I tell you what, Chris, I played a little DB in high school, and, and I would not want to tackle you today. You look like you're <laughs> uh, in incredible shape. Uh, I, I want to be sensitive to your time. These lessons are awesome. I'm, I'm so grateful that you just spend a few minutes with me. I look forward to sharing these lessons with my students, with my children, and trying to continue to apply these myself. So thanks so much for coming on today, Chris. My pleasure, Ned. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickles and Dimes. Chris Howard is one of the most accomplished leaders I've ever met, and I love the lessons he shared today. First, if we want to achieve anything in life, we need to focus on the task at hand. Fisher DeBerry taught Chris that when he crossed that blue line, it didn't matter what had happened up on the hill that day. It was time to focus. It's not just about taking a thousand shots a day. It's about the focus required to make a thousand shots per day. Practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect focused practice makes perfect. Second, as an officer in Afghanistan, Chris learned the importance of attention to detail while traveling from Bagram Air Base to Kabul. By carefully checking all of their gear and doing it right every time, they were able to literally save lives. Third, for Chris, higher education is all about servant leadership and solving complex problems that make society better. The organizational leadership program he was able to institute with the Pittsburgh Port Authority helped workers rise the ranks and turn their credits into credentials into degrees. In summary, by developing the ability to stay focused and pay attention to detail, whether in sports, the military, school, or any other arena, we can learn to solve problems that make society better. Upon the fields of friendly strife are sown the seeds that upon other fields on other days will bear the fruits of victory. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously. Nate Mickle here with three quick requests. First, if you would like a quick summary of these lessons delivered to your inbox, sign up for Nate's Notes at natemickle.com. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And finally, if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Thank you for all of your support.